cloud of witnesses. Let me explain to you what a cloud of witnesses mean. When you read Hebrews chapter 11, what do you think you're reading? You're looking at a telescopic view of the cloud of people that have gone through fire and trial, cruel mocking, scourging, tribulation, persecution, buffeting, but they're more than conquerors. They did overcome the adversaries. The young boys mentioned tonight that there were heroes in the Bible and talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel in the last den, Job with boils, David, and it goes on and on, but there was a joy that was set before them that makes them endure it all. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus like they trust in Jehovah. I tell them, I'm trying to tell you something, church. We've got a badge of honor. It's called the cross. If any man come after me, because he's the author, amen, let him take up the cross. It's the banner, it's the, it's the, it's the badge of honor in this church. The greatest honor ever shown to man was not the honor shown of, of circumcision to a man called Abraham. The greatest honor ever shown to man was not God's anointing on David. The greatest honor ever shown to man is a man that God handed the cross to. He handed the cross to a man of Cyrene. He gave it to him. What a honor to hand him the symbol of shame to carry it with him publicly. It was the Peter, I think it was Paul and Silas, and also Peter and John, who one time were in captivity for the gospel they preached. And what was their rejoicing? That they have been accounted worthy to bear shame with Christ. They were reveling with the badge of honor. They did not see shame. Amen. As someone to be amen, worried about, they said it's a badge of honor to suffer shame and blame for the name of Jesus Christ. Not everybody are that worthy of that precious name. And Paul and Silas blooded back saying as they wore the stripes of badger of honor. And they sang praises unto God. And God began to, hallelujah, give them recognition with an earthquake and open doors and a plan of salvation that rose up a church in Philippi. I want this church to be a badge of honor church. It may not be attractive to the world, but to me, honey, there's a joy that's in this thing. The Apostle Paul had a revelation what this badge is all about. He said, like James, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Diverse temptation don't mean just one. It means many kind. And the Bible said we are here burdened down with manifold temptation. 
What that means is what not one kind, but they're like octopus. They're so intertwined. He's like counting all joy. Is he asking you to be a masochist? No. He's saying at the end of that road of hardship, there's blessedness. At the end of the road, there's a crown. At the end of the road, there's a robe. There's a... Oh, come on now. Somebody help me shout here. At the end of that journey, there's a life waiting for us. It's a counted all job. Amen. I think of Job. But I said, we talk about the pityness of Job. But I think about the powerfulness of Job. Job endured the boils and the affliction and the financial reversals because of the joy that was set before him. The joy that I know, that I know that my Redeemer liveth. And these balls are not big enough, bad enough, putrefying enough to cause me not to see him. He said, those skin worms eat this flesh, yet in my body I am going to see the joy of my longing for. Paul is one of those guys who said, I've been buffeted by messengers of Satan, but none of those things move me. Neither count I my life, dear, that I may finish and enter in the joy of the Lord. He said, I don't call my life dear. I'd rather wear the badger of honor and get the honor of knowing Him and be conformable to His suffering. Mm. To know Him. Hallelujah. To know what I'm apprehended for. Amen. I think the Paul says, Oh, that I may know Him. But Paul, what about the stripes? Now those things move me. How about the turmoil? It don't trouble me at all. What about the... The imprisonment often it don't bother me. Is that I'm gonna finish my course because there's a joy that's awaiting me at the finish line. I'm not gonna worry about the sweat and the tears right now, but at the finish line, he said there's a glory that will outweigh every problems that I put up with. He said it cannot be compared. It can't be compared. God has something in store. That weighs a whole lot more than all the load I'm carrying. Hmm. Peter said, manifold temptation, but I'm going to endure that I may reign with him. Paul told Timothy, Timothy, I know you're feeling cowardice, but right now, Timothy, if you deny him, he'll deny you. But Timothy, if you were the badge of honor, and if you will suffer with Him, then you will reign with Him. If you die with Him, you will live with Him again. Come on, somebody. If you carry the cross with Him, you will share the throne with Him. Come on, somebody. If you carry amen the thorns with Him, then you wear the crown with Him. If you are rejected by men, you will be accepted with Him. I'm trying to tell me, my friend, that tribulation is temporary. Tribulation is temporary. Trials is temporal. Temptation is temporal. 
persecution is temporal. But there is a more weighty eternal glory that follows. It's called the joy of the Lord. It will become my strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up with wings as eagles. I'm trying to tell somebody, I'm here to wear the badge of honor. I want to serve for Christ that's there for Antichrist. Mm. Think about it tonight. He said, look, by the joy of the Lord that was set before him. They tell me in the horse race, they have male and female running together. And they used to put blinkers on champion horses that they would not be caught with distraction. Distraction. All that's happening to our lives today is distraction. Trying to get me off track. Trying to move me off in the wrong direction. But God gave me spiritual blinkers. I mean, God put something on the side view. I can only look forward. I can't look to the side and I can't look back. Forward still is Jehovah's will. Though the billows tossed and spray with a conquering thread, I will leap ahead. I'm going to leap over walls. I'm going to cross over hurdles. I'm not looking back. I'm going forward because there is a prize that's ahead of me. Don't lose sight of the promise. It's a shame how Christians never talk about New Jerusalem. It's a, They never talk about the tree of life that God promised them. The hidden manna. Oh, hallelujah. The new name, the white stone. Most Christians can't even name one of those promises that God made. No wonder Satan got them all whipped up. Because, friend, where there's hope, hope deferred not. My friend, make it not a shame. It's the hope. The lively hope to keep men on the battlefield. I gotta make it. I gotta make it. I gotta survive. The bullets are coming. The bombs are falling. The missiles are coming. But I've gotta survive. I got the spirit of a survivalist. I got the spirit of a revivalist. I got the spirit of a restorationist. I got the spirit of divine restitution. I must survive. I must finish that because the joy is set before me. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm not worried about Matt Murray or the economy. I never look at the gas pump and wonder what, what it costs. No, no, that's distraction. It's distraction. God knows where to put you in Goshen. Hello? God knows where to stick you. Amen. Your trials is temporal. Don't focus on it. The thing which are eternal are not seen. What you see every day is trials. What you see every day which is carnal is your tribulation. That's temporal, beloved. That means temporary. Your temptations are temporal. They are not eternal. They've got to stop. Sometimes. They come to pass. They cannot lodge here. There is no root here. Oh, come on now. And there's a joy. I know when it's all over, there is a prize at the finish line. After my trials, 
that I'm going to be triumphed. After my tribulation, I can expect divine tribulation. After my temptation, I can expect a testimony from God. I believe after my persecution, I can depend upon God for paradise. I'm trying to tell you, friend, there's a joy that's set before me. When you got that, honey, you're not hopeless. You're not powerless. You're not useless. But you're a people with a destiny. I want to wear the badge of honor. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus taught us how. And in case you got problems looking around, remember this. He is the author. The most powerful statement Jesus ever made was, I'm alive. Forever more. I died a temporal death. For three days I was out of action. But now I'm alive forever and forever and forever and forever. Let's worship God. You must understand tonight that the most eternal thing in your life is not your trials. Your trials is not eternal. Your tribulation is not eternal. Your temptation is not eternal. Your persecution is temporary. It won't last forever. It must come to a call to sap. It must come to an end. For you, it won't be a bitter hand. It's the glorious unveiling of the prize that was set before you. I'm going to tell you, my friend, let me tell you what is eternal in your life. The promises of God. Oh, let me tell you what's eternal in your life, baby. Oh, the reward of God. Oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you what's eternal in your experience. The recompense. Lord, have mercy. Can somebody help me shout I need some booster here. I'm trying to tell you. Let me tell you what's eternal in your life. Blessing. Success. Prosperity. Divine inheritance. Resurrection. God has prepared some better things than trials for me. Hallelujah. My trials don't come from God. My tribulation don't come from God. My temptation don't come from God. And my persecution, and they should not move me. I gotta be grounded, settled. The price at the end of your journey is eternal. Paul says, I press. The only reason why you're pressed because there's opposing forces. The present enemy, God told Jehoshaphat, what you see today, you will see no more. The day is coming when trials will be a past thing. Tribulation will be a thing of the past. Temptation will be no more. And I don't mean you're going to die. No, 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 no. God going to lift the burdens. God told Moses, the Egyptian taskmasters, that you see today, tomorrow, you're not going to see them. 
Egypt was just a bad experience. But the promised land is eternal. Oh, come on now. There's milk and honey. Oh, there are trees you didn't plant. There are houses you didn't build. Everything is ready. The whip stopped cracking. The boss is fired. Come on. The furnace gone out. It's time for the promised land. You're going to go in and Paul said, This present suffering cannot be compared with the glory far outweighed by the glory that is to follow. I'm trying to tell you, church, life in Egypt is not the same as life in the promised land. Come on, somebody. Egypt was the perishing land. But all Israel's going to a promised land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell somebody your present trials will be outweighed by your eternal victories. Can somebody believe this? Boys, hear me? That's how you preach. Get with it. Believe it. God is looking for anybody who will believe Him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Your present suffering is just for a moment. What would happen if one day when you got sick, you said, God, look, God, thanks, but no thanks. I got no time for this. Get off my back. I got to prove to you, your sickness is temporary. They will be sick no more. They will cry no more. They're going to die no more. They're going to suffer no more. Long for no more. No more. No more. All the curses are no more. And the time is ushering. Church is just about a homecoming. It's just about a home time. It's just about a receiving the promises. I'm not talking foolishly. I'm trying to preach to you the Word of God. I hope to God you'll profit from it. I'm trying to tell you, you're, you're the front runner is Jesus Christ. You're in a relay with Jesus. He said, come on. He's waving on to you. I said, run, 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 run toward the prize. You think God would feel pleased? If I come here tonight and cry, woe is me. Oh no, I come to cry, blessings is me. Well, come on somebody. Not woe is me, blessings me. Come on somebody. Hallelujah. The past trials are gone. The present suffering was just for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the future situation is a glory to follow. I forget one boss one time threatened me on my job. In fact, everyone that threatened me got fired. Because one thing he didn't know was I have belonged to the king. And the king has power. Every hour, by his power, I live and move. He didn't know that. Like old Goliath thought David was just a small little old wimp. He forgot to see who's inside of him. Lord have mercy. There's a God inside this church right now. He stands tall. He's big. He's powerful. He's the only potentate. 
He said, nobody can pluck you out of my hand. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail. He said, you're going to live again. Though you were dead, yet shall you live. I want to tell you, my friend, you men of a low degree, God can raise it to a higher degree. I want to tell you, you are in darkness, but God can become the light. I'm trying to tell somebody, you're not hopeless. You're not powerless. You're not in the mercy of Satan. You're in the good hands. You're in the hand of the Lord. And God is my strength. And beneath me is His everlasting arm. What have I to fear? What have I to dread? When I'm leaning on the everlasting arm of Jesus. Come on, somebody. I'm leaning on Jesus. I'm leaning on Jesus. God said, look, you cannot compare the glory. Now, I want to tell you, friend, I remember when I was in Edmonton, new convert, one of the best jobs ever offered to me after graduation. The man of God told me not to take it. And so I said, oh, is this what church is all about? A new convert. You know, I could have gone either way. I, I didn't know God, I didn't know Him, and I didn't know church either. But I said, God, let me go see what I'm giving up. And I went to visit the plant. Beautiful job. Man says, it's yours if you want it. Came back, when the Holy Ghost says, no, no. We see, God does not tell you what He has in the shadow for you. There's something in the shadow that you don't see. Your trials have an end. Your tribulation is not forever. Your temptor and temptation is just for a moment. And the persecution is not eternal. It must come to an end. Oh, you heard me. I'm trying to tell somebody, what you're going through must Come to an end. Lord, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on now. It must come to an end. And there must come a time in the fullness of time when promises become possession. When blessing become realized. Hope becomes eternal. And faith materialized. Oh, come on, somebody. Can anybody hear me? Can anybody understand? I'm trying to tell you, we got the badge of honor. Oh, hallelujah. So, I realized I couldn't take the job. And after that, I ended up with the lowest possible job there was. It wasn't God trying to humiliate me. It was just the devil trying to tempt me and mess me up. Hello? 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 You know, you can bow to the Satan demand if you want to and have temporal blessings. In fact, it's not blessings, that's just prosperity in the world. But it won't last. He offered Jesus Christ the world. Now, I believe Jesus Christ was taken by Satan to the Mount Sinai. I believe Satan took him there and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. I can almost prove to you he did not take the Mount of Olives. Because the Mount of Olives can only see as far as Jerusalem. But on Mount Sinai, you can see almost the entire world system. God took him there.
That's where Moses was. That's where Moses wrote the Ten Commandments. Hello? Hello? And lost out. And Moses couldn't go into the Promised Land because he broke the Promised Command. So I believe the devil would have taken Jesus Christ up to that place. And while he was at his weakest moment, you see, when you are at your weakest, most vulnerable moment, that's when Satan visits you. He is like a wolf. He can't visit when you're strong. When you feel temptation, you know you're weak at that time. He comes when you're weak, weak, when you're vulnerable. And so he comes to Jesus when he's hungry the most. And said, so now, Jesus, and three times you test him to break the, the Ten Commandments, the first three commandments. But Jesus Christ looked him in the eye and put him straight. And tell Satan, the world you show me is temporal. But I'm looking for a world to come. That's not yet. And the Bible said when Satan lost the battle, he left for a season. There are seasons in your life when you have trials. And there are times when you don't have trials. There are seasons in your life when you got tribulation. And when you don't have tribulation. There's sin. You say, God, God will not push you over the limit. God will not allow you to be tested above the capacity of the Holy Ghost. That's in you to bear it. Hallelujah. You've got a burden-bearing Holy Ghost inside of you. And God knows how far to take you. And He won't push you over the edge. And so there are seasons of your life. Hello? Hallelujah. He left Jesus for a season. And then he came back at Calvary. One more kick up the cat. Hallelujah. And looked like he got him. Some of you, your feet almost nigh slipped. Your tongue almost nigh slipped. You almost lost a piece of your mind, didn't you? You almost cussed like the devil cussed through Peter, didn't you? Come on, they backed him up against the wall. He lost faith and cussed, didn't he? And you almost feel that way also. But guess what, church? God said, I've prayed for you. I prayed for you. My prayer is stronger than your weakness. Hallelujah. I got a recovery prayer. Oh, come on now. I, I can get you back in the arena. I can pick you and pour some water on you and revive you, stick you back in the arena. So go on, knock him out, knock him out. Jesus Christ got nailed on the cross. But here's what Jesus is saying. Now I know what we teach, we theologians. He's saying, I pay the price for saving the world. Da, 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 da. But when Jesus says, it is finished. I'm going to tell you another reason why he said that. He said, today, my trials are finished. Today, my tribulations are finished. Today, my temptations are finished. Today, persecution is finished. And when I leave here, I'll be the sole potentate. I will be the only immortal, invisible God. And I'll be the King of kings and Lord over all. And no more. I'm trying to tell you, church, Jesus right now sit high. He looks low. And the devil can't put trials on him. He can't put tribulation on him. He can't put temptation on him. 
But honey, I got news for you. You don't have to wait for the rapture to have victory. You can be more than conquerors right now. For these are they that overcome with the testimony and the blood of the Lamb. You've got ammunition, my friend. Where is your testimony? Where is your blood of the Lamb that you're going to sprinkle on your pulse of your heart? And when the devil sees it, he's going to pass over you. If the devil could, he would destroy me a long time. If he could, he would overthrow this church a long time. But when he looked, he saw the muscles of Jesus Christ flexing. Overcomers, hear me tonight. You may be troubled on every side. Amen. God said, in your trouble, rest with us. Is that right? Sing the song in one seven to rest with us. Paul said, we're troubled and perplexed on every side. That's the person beside you. How perplexed are you? Say, how perplexed are you? Hallelujah. How perplexed. But God said, count it all John. Ten times they changed the wages of David. I mean, uh, Jacob. Ten times. And he's smart enough not to quit the job. Because the joy set before him. Rachel. I'm going to get Rachel. Ten times they did it. He hung in there. Seven years they robbed him of the prize. He said, you haven't moved me yet. For the jaws set before me, I'm going to work seven more years for that Rachel. Finally, 14 years come. And God said, Rachel is yours. And then the man began to rob them, amen, off his cattle. And God said, in the midst of that situation, let me show you how to fight back. And he won all the cattle. Then God said, now... You have whipped his plow. Leave. There came a time when God raptured you out of your situation. And I believe God's going to rapture you out of the situation you're in. Are you ready for a Sputnik flight? <laughs> he put the flight in the enemy. It doesn't mean he put him on a 747. That's not what it means. He chased them away. He chased them away. They come a time when God sent Ishmael away. And said, you ain't going to mock anymore. You ain't going to provoke him. Hey, honey, victory's on the way. I can smell it. I can taste it. I'm embracing it. I can see it. And you're going to leave here wearing the badge of honor. Well, hallelujah. Look at him, friend. Somehow God built this church to be beyond discouragement. God said, it's time to encourage yourself in your Lord. Mm. Mm, hallelujah. Just look at Jesus. And that should inspire you. Jesus sit in a place right now where Satan can't touch him. Judas's lie can't affect him. Caesar's judgment can't dethrone him. Rome can't stop him. Israel can't curse him. 
that's where you're about to go, honey. You're going to reign with Him. If you suffer with Him, you're going to reign with Him. You're baptized with Him, you shall be raised with Him. Don't look at me like that. I'm not from distant land. I'm from the promised land. Come on. Let's praise God. Let's cut those hands. Let's worship God. What you need is a baptism of revelation. But you know what? God said, I want you to end your hardness as a good soldier. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. God says, I know you're among serpents and scorpions, but you can step on them if you want to. Hello? Hello? But God, I got a fiery trial. And God says, get on fire for God too. You know fire can put fire out? But God, they're mocking me. God said, dance to it. <laughs> Here's this girl mocking David. And David ignoring her and kept on dancing. <laughs> yes, she's bad mouth to him, and David responded, Look, man, I did it once, I'll do it again. You want to see it, David? <laughs> Come on, somebody. This is not the time to give up. Count it all joy. Now, God's not dumb. God's not asking you to get, you know, to, to, to either kind of job, kind of slap you in the face. No. But he says he knows. That the end of your situation is joy. Let's praise him. Paul says in closing, I'll take pleasure in my infirmities. He said, Young man, endure hardness as a good soldier. Paul says, I'm troubled on every side. And you know, the church came to kind of dissuade him to give up. He said, Look, don't you try and break my heart. I'm ready to go anywhere I have to go because I'm going to finish my course. Let's worship God. I want to ask you right now, do you want to reign with Jesus? Let's stand. I know. I know. My better days are ahead of me. Satan and I agree in one thing. We have two things in common, say not. We both agree there's only one God. He tremble, I rejoice. Hello. Hello. And I expect him to, to test me, and he expect me to have a testimony. We agree. I said, we agree. You can't live for God and not want to get busted by the devil. He can only bruise your heel, but he's not big enough to touch your head. <clears throat> but we got his head under our feet. If you're having problems right now, I want you to say, you come to pass. But I said, and it came to pass. It's not going to always be there. God said, Joseph, you are in prison. For 14 years, God told Joseph, you won't always be in the dungeon. You won't always be losing stuff, Joseph. Joseph! Faint bruise.
lose you, they lie on you, they hurt you, they cause you grief. But Joseph, your change is coming. Joseph only spent 14 years in trial and tribulation. But would you please look how long he lived? Would you please look how long Job lived? He outlived his trial. You are about to outlive your trial. This Lord, God, I don't need this prayer, but does anybody believe in Jesus? God, what do you think? What do you think, Jesus? That's a strange look. I don't hear shouting of praise. I don't hear a confirmation of so be it, Lord. Amen. I got it. I got it. Did they really kill Stephen? Or did they promote Stephen? If there's one thing Haman wished, he had left Mordecai alone. If there's one thing those Philistines wish, they'd left Isaac alone. And if there's one thing the devil wish, he had left Job alone. Go ahead, sister. Call your name. Stick your name in there. She, she's smart. I call it instant coffee. Instant application. I could see all the devils at the resurrection when Christ left the tomb saying, I told you, you should have left him alone. You should have left him alone. He'd be an unknown quantity in Jerusalem, down in Nazareth. Unknown, but as far as Capernaum. But now you've gone to kill him, and look what he did. He get up from the grave and the whole world is going after him. We should have left him alone. He says, if I be lifted up, I will draw men. Satan wished to God he had messed with the tabernacle of praise church. Brother Beaton, our website is growing more, more compliment than we ever had. I've had people said to me on the phone, this website is better and prettier than the one you had before. It took an attack to make it happen. Amen. Hello? Amen. The devil went to Shiloh and broke up Shiloh with Eli rotten sons. He should have left it alone because he almost started by David. He only gave a birth to Samuel. Now I'm trying to tell somebody in this church that devil made a mistake because his mistake is what you're in. He made a, a terrible tactical error. And when he did, Jesus Christ zoomed right in and pulled you out. Woo! Out of darkness into this marvelous light. You want to thank God? It's the mistake Satan made. That's why you're in the church. Lord of mercy. 
We are more than conquerors. With the world behind me and the cross before me, by the grace of God, I'm going to keep the faith. I got a badger of honor. The Word of God. Oh, Satan, don't you wish you'd left Paul alone? Here you get him on the ship going to Rome. You're only causing problems. Rome is the center of the world in religion in those days. Are you with me? And they attack Paul, lock him up, and made him do something he would never have done normally. I want to talk to Caesar. Now, there's no way Paul could see Caesar except somebody accuse him. Your accusation may be the road to your elevation. Your desertion may be the reason for another man in your life called Jesus Christ. Hello? Hello? And when they said, now, Paul, we're going to sail. And Paul said, be not sail. There will be problems. They ignore Paul. Well, look what happened, church. They ignore Paul. And God always take the devil's wise and make it to a worship. Because they, they struck a land called barbarians. Hello? And Paul took a message to a place he never planned to go. The barbarians. I believe God meant good when Satan tried to stand you up. Hello? And they thought they're going to kill themselves. And God said, no, 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 no. No, no, don't do that. Paul, I give all of these to you. It's a mistake the Sanhedrin made. Send Paul to Rome. Everybody on the ship, the Bible says, was converted to Jesus Christ. Everybody on that land got, you know, God's people, it's amazing. Church, I'm telling you, God knows how to turn the table for you. Let's worship God. And right in Caesar's house, a church was born. I'm going to tell you right now, the devil is going to wish one day he hasn't touched you. The mocker is going to wish one day he didn't mock you. Haman going to wish he hadn't built the gallows for you. Hello? He's going to wish he hadn't scorned you. Come on, somebody. Saul going to wish he hadn't chased you because you were the badge of honor. Let's worship God right now. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Somebody here. God's trying to talk to you tonight. Your trials is not forever. I haven't given you a date yet, but I'm going to deliver you. I'm told the time yet, but I will bring you out. I've got good plans for your life. After you've been tried in the tried stone, 
then God going to open your eyes. One of these days, I'm going to preach to you this word. Lord, open their eyes to see the prize that was always there. Brother, Abraham did not see that ram in that bush. It was always there. And the answer you're looking for for your problems is right at your nose. But the day God opened your eyes, Lord, the trial don't stop. Somebody, God's talking to you right now. You can feel it inside of you. Something's burning on the inside of you. You say, God, I know you're talking to me. I've had trials. I want to tell you, church, you don't know this. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to reveal this to you. When I was in Edmonton and my heart was burning me and I was going through hell and fire, God said, shut your mouth. I'm going to move you far and bless you. It's honest truth. And he could have given me all that I asked for where I was. But that was not my blessing place. There's a place for blessing. Are you there? Would you bow your heads right now? God's talking to you. I felt to ask you in your life, said, God, for the next 15 years, I don't want to be sick. I want to be healthy. <clears throat> I want to claim some blessings here right now. Because I know I'm sick to give an opportunity for you to show your power of healing. But now, God, I don't need no more convincing. I'm convinced that you're a healer. Next level is now that my soul prosper. Who's God talking to? If you're looking for a house, step out right now. Looking for a car, step out right now. Looking for a job, a promotion. I said, Lord, I've been provoked long enough. I've been provoked by Hannah, but Anna wished she hadn't touched. I mean, Peniah wished she hadn't touched Anna. She wished she hadn't. And somebody tonight has got to let the devil wish he had not touched him. You provoked me long enough that I went to church. And tonight is the night I'm going to talk to you. Your Peniah at home is going to die out of your life. And I'm going to put something else in Peniah's place. Promises. Blessed. Precious. Promises. There are yes and amen. God's promises to you are eternal. Your trials are not. Your trials are not eternal. They are temporal. Your tribulation are temporal. Your temptation, but the blessing I promise you is eternal. The recompense in this life, I'm going to give it to you, and the life to come. The promises and the reward and the recompense. I'm trying to talk to somebody in the prize that's set before you. I'm trying to tell you, it will outweigh the hard times and the bad times. All the good times are going to outweigh the bad times. Tonight, 
I want to eat of the hidden manna tonight. Tonight I want to eat of your rights to that tree. Tonight I want to put on that unfading crown. I want to reign with Jesus with the joy that's set before me right now. Pastor Neil, this is your blessing year. Step into the supernatural. Step into the abundance. Step into the plenty. No matter what Satan does and says, temporal are the trials. Temporals are the problems. But the solutions are eternal. I wear the badge of honor. Being I've been there, done that. Now it's time for me to get this. Hallelujah. All I'm asking you for right now is to step out in the Spirit by faith. That's all I'm asking you to do right now. I'm not asking you to go fast. You will not fast for an answer. You will not go pray long prayer for an answer. This is not time for long prayer and long fasting. It's time for the simple believing and start receiving right now. Joseph did not pray fasting to get what he wanted. He just simply believed the king wanted to see him. And the king is calling for your name right now. Your number came up. Come on, step up. Jesus. Jesus. I know it's late, but church, somebody, somebody here. I mean, God, I have a supernatural thing here. But faith is what now you got to hold on to now. You come to God, must believe. Faith will move mountains, mountains of fear and all doubt. 